Love Talk Radio.
Well, good evening and welcome to another edition of Fighting Words on the Fighting Words News Network. Fighting Words is brought to you each and every night of the week in grateful appreciation to the men and women of the United States Armed Forces and the men and women of police and fire services. When you're out there, please, please be very careful. Please stay, stay your distance, wear your mask, and please, we worked very hard to have this wonderful audience. We don't want to lose any of you individually. Um, the, tonight we're going to dedicate the program to uh, a young man that was born uh, 620 66 at 322 a.m. Uh, as a young man, he in grade school he excelled in football. He went on to Howard uh, Career Center, uh, where he was an all-state uh, track and field uh, participant. He uh, graduated from he graduated from the uh, the uh, Sarasota Technical College with a degree both in um, medical technology and uh, certified nursing assistant. And then in the uh, year uh, 1997, uh, he joined the uh, Sarasota County Sheriff's Office, where he excelled as a corrections officer, a court officer, patrol officer, and then finally was promoted to director of uh, accreditation for the law enforcement side of uh, the uh, sheriff's office. Unfortunately, on June 19th at 4:10 a.m. Uh, nine years ago yesterday, uh, we lost uh, one of our founders of the program, uh, my son Bob. So tonight is dedicated. This program is dedicated to Bob. Uh, well, guys, it was a it was a huge week this week. Uh, uh, and this is this is really a pleasure tonight. I want to wish everybody. Uh, Happy Father's Day, especially uh, Chris, Bob, uh, Zito, and, and Ty. Uh, we uh, we appreciate you, and I know your family does. Um, thank you, uh, thank you, Bob. You want to uh, want to start off? Sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, good to see everybody. Sorry I uh, missed out last week uh, with the wife graduating. Uh, we got to spend some time oh, together on the East Coast. Yeah, we're really having a, a good time. So. Um, UFC stuff looking good. Um, still more fights coming up in the future, but we had a uh, um, Cody Stallman versus uh, Brian Keller. Um, Brian Keller's on a 10th planet uh, jiu-jitsu out of Eddie, under heavy Bravo, 135 pounds. Um, that went to a decision. Not a bad fight. Uh, banging each other around. I don't think Keller could get in there and get what he needed to do on the ground. Uh, so he kind of kept him on his feet um, and did some banging. Um, another big one was uh, Cynthia Calvillo against Jessica I. Um, Jessica I, I like her a lot. I thought she'd do better, but uh, Calvillo came away with the win. Uh, she's 9-1-1. One, and one. Jessica's 15-8. and eight. Um, Pretty much just dominated Jessica on the ground with some ground and pound um, for most of the rounds. That was pretty uh, impressive too, because Cavaya was moving up in weight. That was her first fight at uh, at bantamweight, so that was that. But that was very impressive. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was good to see. Um, let's see what else we got? Um, Charles Rosa got took the win over Kevin Aguilar. Uh, they were 155 pounds. That was a battle. They were striking it up. Again, everyone's trying to get the knockout of the night. Um, everyone's trying to get paid. Um, so it's looking good. Uh, then we had uh, Marvin Torrey versus Carl Robertson, the 190. Uh, 
the crazy part is 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 uh, Victoria. He, he weighed to 186. They give you a one pound variant, so 185 pound fight. Uh, Robertson came in, you know, five pounds heavy and got put down real quick with a rear naked choke. And so oh. I think I don't want to see him out of the first round, uh, which is surprising because when you uh, usually the heavier guy kind of sometimes has that advantage. Um, I know things have changed with UFC once they got rid of uh, um, rehydrate with. Uh, uh, banana bags or whatever you want to call them, um, or the IVs. So that's that's uh, can't do anymore. So everyone's got to kind of fight more at their weight class versus back in the day. These guys cut 15, 20 pounds, going down several weight classes, even more, and then rehydrate. That's the next day to be a beast. So um, that was a good one too. And I guess other UFC news is uh, you know Nunez, uh, our favorite badass girl. She uh, she's doing good. She's got you know belt, uh, both belts, undefeated, uh, kicking butt. Um, talking about retirement, Holly Holmes is challenging her, calling her out because Holly Holmes wants a rematch. Um, that was uh, back when Holly Holmes couldn't or Nunes beat Holly Holmes. Everyone was talking, you know, because Holmes was the one that took down mighty Ronda Rousey, you know, with that nice head kick. So they were thinking, you know, Holly Holmes needs to prove herself against Nunes. And I think Holmes wants a, wants a shot at that again. But then again, Dana White's not sure if he wants to let her out of the contract. But uh, Nunes is, uh, you know, thinking kind of like all the top, I think the top fighters are thinking right now, like, I'm on top, I've proved myself, show me the money. And, and Dana's not really coming through with that. So I really hope things change here in the future. Hey, Bob, I think what also happens is you take somebody like Nunez who seems to earn quite a bit, and, you know, she's sitting at home with uh, with her wife, Nina Askaroff. They're sitting at home doing, doing the, you know, pandemic, and they can't go anyplace, and they're like, you know, this isn't half bad. I don't, I don't miss not training. I don't miss not having to travel all the time. I don't miss doing media obligations. This isn't half bad, you know. I wonder if that's set in a little bit. Got to eat a Snickers, you know, or have that ice cream or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so many times, got to pass that up. You know, it's like I talk to people, they look at me like, well, you used to be a pro fighter? Like, look at you. I'm like, yeah, I've cut enough weight for all of us. I'm done. I'm over it. So, yeah. 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 Life now. yeah. <laughs> okay, it's good. Hey, uh, Todd, let me ask you, uh, Bob Arum uh, says that uh, uh, Joshua and Fury uh, have finally come to a, a, an agreement on date and time. Um, do you have anything update on that? I do not, but I did, you know, basically get what you got, um, that they they actually have uh, at least come to an agreement. Not necessarily a contract. There's always a significant difference between the two, as we know. Uh, but they've come mm-hmm. to some sort of uh, two-fight agreement. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, I really think they're expecting Wilder to step aside. Um, but, mm-hmm. again, it's all speculation. It's all talk. We're just getting up and moving now. Um, I know Wilder's demanding his rematch. There are talks that that, that might not happen, up, uh, you know, just because of different things going on until maybe the first mm-hmm. quarter of 2021. So, you know, until the, the Wilder thing is, is straightened out one way or the other, um, talk any talk of, of, of Fury Joshua. You know, what could happen is if he doesn't fight Wilder, I, the only thing that really would happen is he would be stripped, I would imagine, of the WBC mm-hmm. belt. But it's still, I mean, it wouldn't, 
you know, obviously that, that hurts a little bit because of the unification element to the fight with he and Joshua. But that would, you know, that would be something, you know, we, again, we have to kind of see how it plays out. But that would be the, the biggest penalty, just being stripped, if he were to just go ahead and fight Joshua. So I don't know what's going to happen. I really don't. What do you think, uh, Zeke? Well, I think uh, Ty's is exactly right. And for Deontay Wilder not to fight, they're, they're going to have to give him step-aside money. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, really, he, he's not – I don't imagine him, you know, at the kindness of his heart doing, you know, not taking the fight. Um, now, it, that's going to be a big fight in the U.K., Fury and Joshua. Mm-hmm. This is gonna, one of the bigger fights, in, one of the biggest fights in the U.K., um, style-wise, I don't think Joshua stands a chance. <laughs> I'd hate to say it. I, I mean, right now, Tyson Fury is the best heavyweight out there. Um, I don't think Deontay Wilder stands much of a chance against Fury. I don't think uh, Anthony Joshua does. Joshua is too mechanical. He is too methodical. And in boxing, I mean, for the most part, if you're going to be methodical – you need to be a devastator like uh, Felix Trinidad. He he was sort of methodical, but he, he was devastated. He was a boxer killer. Um, mm-hmm. Anthony Joshua is not exactly that. He I mean, he's good, but he's more, I mean, he's a physical force who's learned how to box. But mm-hmm. he's not the toughest guy. He's not a guy who's going to wear your, I mean, he could wear your engine down, but his engine wears down too. Tyson right. Fury, he's going to go 12. He's going to go 12, and he's going to for more or less work 12. Uh, Tyson Fury's not the biggest puncher, you know, per punch. But once he starts landing on you, I mean, I don't anticipate Joshua surviving. Uh, I, I mean, Joshua, I don't see him. I mean, he, he has skills, but I don't see what he really poses against Tyson Fury, what, what sort of threat. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, Butch, let me um, just amend my statement uh, just from a news perspective. I, I just re- I just recalled as Zito was speaking, um, I don't think they're actually talking about Deontay stepping aside because I, I remember seeing an article. I didn't read it, but I just saw the headline and kind of skimmed through it uh, about mm-hmm. Tim Bradley and Bob Aram, both are Tim Bradley, Great. Tim Bradley and Andre Ward both who worked with top rank as commentators, both of them had come out and said they think it's a mistake for uh, mm-hmm. Tyson Fury to look that far ahead and that far past mm-hmm. Deontay Wilder to where he would already agree to a two-fight deal with Joshua. So because they were saying they think it's a mistake, obviously um, Deontay Wilder fight is still in play. They're just speaking beyond Deontay Wilder. So. Okay. Hey, Chris, uh uh, Aram says that uh, he thinks that uh, he's going to try and get the Pulev and, and Joshua together. He thinks that Pulev will uh, beat, uh, will bury Joshua. What's your thoughts? <laughs> no way, no way. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I got a lot, I got a lot more confidence in Joshua than most people. Um, mm-hmm. That guy's big, he can box, and uh, I don't see Pulev. Giving him a hard time. I really don't. Um, mm-hmm. What I'm thinking, though, I don't think Wilder is going to step aside. And and I think it's stupid for Fury, just what Bob said, to look that far ahead. That's when you get in trouble. You look past mm-hmm. your opponent. You know, that's not smart. One at a time. These guys are no, you know, there, there's a lot of, 
uh, you know, there's a lot of power with uh, Wilder. He still can hit pretty damn hard. And you got you got to really watch him. You can, you can't be confident with him. Uh, one step at a time, Tyson. I don't think Tyson's gifted with the biggest brain in the world either. You know, <laughs> he uh, he doesn't he doesn't give me uh, give me that impression. And he uh, he ought to just sit the hell back, one fight one fight at a time. Let's see the Wilder fight. You know. Let's see it again. Let's see what the rematch brings. It was a great fight. And then then he can look at Joshua down the road. Well, that'll be another three or four months, five months past, uh, uh, you know, past that. I mean, uh, we're looking at possibly, possibly a year from now. Who the hell knows what's going to be around a year from now, you know? Right. So I'd, I'd like to right. see Wilder and Fury get it on and get it over with. And then right. and then go fight Joshua, and then see what happens. But um, I mean, it's this talk of signing a two. Who the hell dreamed that up? Is that Aram? He's always scheming that guy. Probably. You know. Sure. I I don't like him. He's always. You got to make. Well, you got to throw monkey wrenches right, into it. And he he he's, he's Pulev's promoter, so that's that's why he's what a you know, tout his horn as, as being the potential conqueror of Joshua as his promoter. Sure. Not to mention, if Pulev conquers Joshua, then he also has, as we know, Tyson Fury. So, you know, man, sure. he, he, yeah, it's a bit of a wish. Well, yeah, wish you yeah he, he's, a, he's thinking of himself. There's no question about it. He puts oh, himself yeah. first. You know, not hard to figure him out. There's an awful lot of uh, ink lately, um, both on the you know, on the MMA side. I'm going to get to that with Bob, but on the uh, on the fighting side, as far as Dazen not paying enough money to the uh, fighters, um, you have any information on that? Me? I'll let I'll let I, I'll let Bob speak to that first. Go ahead, Bob. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't have as far as on the on uh, not getting paid. I mean, we've been talking about that, you know, for a week now. How the MMA is not getting right. paid. Uh, we were talking about the the number three uh, matchup between um, um, Wilder and 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 uh, um, Fury. They're, they're also going to do like they're talking in talks for MMA a, a matchup with a third uh, Steepy Milchick and uh, um, um, oh, I always forget his name. Um, Cormier, Daniel Cormier, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's you know not third, you know. And I thought Cormier was retired, but again, certain people are coming back for a certain amount of money. Some people's getting money, um, but the top, I don't think the top guys are getting paid enough for what they deserve. Mm-hmm. Ty, all right. So speaking to the MMA, as as you guys said, you know we we've been covering this for you know since it's been ongoing, and yeah, all those guys deserve to get paid more money period. You know what I mean? They want to be in the same sphere as boxers. You can't blame them. Um, and so, you know, because they're working for a monopoly, they don't have that opportunity. So I can absolutely understand their their opinion, and I, I side with them. Um, in regards to boxing, in regards to boxing in the zone, so that really kind of started with Ryan Garcia. Ryan Garcia has been bickering back and forth with Golden Boy over the past two years or so. Actually, when Canelo was bickering with him, so was Ryan Garcia. 
Um, it just wasn't as reported as much because, you know, obviously Canelo is the golden goose. Um, but a beef has kind of surfaced between Golden Boy and Ryan again. And uh, one of the things that Ryan mentioned was that not happy with, uh, with you know, with the zone put together for him. And, uh, you know, along with what he's making. And, and from that, I have heard no specific names, but I have heard other fighters who were on the zone kind of not being too happy with what they get paid. What's also happening, too, is, and you spoke to this last time I was on, we talked about uh, Canelo Alvarez potentially defending against uh, Sergey, uh, not Karatan, I don't think it's a fighter. Uh, the, uh, who is he, though? The guy I like. Dervichenko. Dervichenko, yes. Part of the reason why is, is because, obviously, of you know everything that's going on, the zone right now cannot necessarily afford to pay a Canelo and a Gennady Golovkin per se. They, they, that's a fight they have bookmarked. But if it was somebody else, like they can't afford to pay the challenger as much as the challenger should get paid and still pay the star when the star wants to get paid. So that's a problem that they're running into. Um, and Ryan Garcia kind of in his beef with Golden Boy, kind of opened the lid on that, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Okay. But Ty, so, I think you nailed it, too, with the MMA versus boxing, because the MMA, is it's a monopoly. The UFC is running everything yeah. versus boxing. Yeah. It's got so many different promotions to where they can compete with sponsorships and get these guys paid. And, and so if they're coming behind a little bit, it's just the sponsorship, and, and they can pick those other things up. But uh, yeah, the, the, I, we I gotta pray that you know more more fighting organizations for MMA, you know, uh, our MMA, all those other ones, they take off and do better, uh, so the guys can compete for price. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I, I, I'm reading an awful lot of, of uh, from the press that uh, Ryan Garcia may be coming over or maybe pulling guys from the uh, MMA. But he's looking at uh, trying to get uh, Sahito to uh, Sajeo rather to uh, to fight him. Okay, Zito, you're the you're the technical expert. Can that happen? Will it happen? And if it does, who's going to be the victor? Talking about Sahito, the uh, MMA fighter. Yeah, yeah. Henry Cejudo. 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 Oh. Triple C. It it all it all depends on what what box form they're fighting in. If they're fighting uh, boxing, then the equal doesn't stay the same. Um, If they're fighting anything else, then Brian Garcia doesn't stand the same. I mean, as far as that goes, (laughs) (laughs) it's as simple as that. Well, yeah, because you're not matching up. You're not matching up like a McGregor versus uh, De La Hoya, or I mean. uh, Oh God, whatever. Um, you know what Ooh. I'm saying, but it's not, a, it's not like a really good boxer. I mean, uh, Henry Cahedo or Casudo. I mean, he's not a he's not good with his hands. He's a wrestler. Yeah. Well, no, he. I take that back. He's pretty good with his hands. You know what? It, like like Zito said, if they fought in, in boxing, Henry Cejudo would get the whipping of his life. If they fought in anything else. Ryan Garcia would get the whipping of his life. It's, it's, it's that simple. They like they really are two different sports. They're both combat sports, but you know they're two different sports. Kind of like drag racing and stock car racing. They're two different sports. Both racing, two different sports. Though. 
Well, not hey guys, we're joining around foreign boxers. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, that's okay. Good, Bob. Finish up. That's the only thing that, ahead, that saves me when I'm when I'm uh, when I'm sparring these these younger boxers. You know, um, you know, so much surgery, surgery, I can't go hard. And and if they start picking it up, well, you they come real heavy on that front leg. I just tap their leg with a little front leg. Front leg, hey, leg kick. Exactly. We call that. We call that. We call that the settle down, Bob. We call that the settle down. <laughs> settle down. Settle down. <laughs> settle down. Okay, I got some more stuff back here. Yeah. Settle down. <laughs> hey guys, we're joined by uh, a guy who was who was was one of our uh, very first interviews and uh, went on from being an interviewee to a. Uh, member of our extended family. Um, I used to love when we were on uh, on AM radio to introduce him as uh, faster than the speeding bullet, more powerful than the locomotive, able to sw- to leap small women in a single bound, oh. Mr. <laughs> Benny Henderson. Ah, big dog. I, <laughs> I, 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 have, I, I have not met an MMA guy or a boxing guy who can stand toe-to-toe with me when it comes to eating pizza. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> listen, it's like, listen, sweep the leg. I will sweep the leg. I don't give a damn. I'll crane kick it. I will crane kick it. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, the Benny is not only the uh, – um, at one time was the uh, Arkansas heavyweight champion. He's also a, a writer for uh, Doghouse Boxing. Uh, he was with uh, Convicted Artist uh, uh, Boxing. And uh, he and Bob actually did a uh, live telecast uh, in, California, in Los Angeles, California, uh, for uh, uh, boxing. So, uh, uh, Benny, why don't you take it from there and tell, give us a little bit more of your background. Well, I like porn when I'm not in it. And, uh, because... No, I'm just, I'm, I'm just kidding. I am going to keep this very clean, very clean. Actually, I just, okay, I used to do gay porn, guys. I'm just telling you, but I had to quit this job. It paid good, but it was a pain in the butt, so I quit that job. And, <laughs> so, it pays good, but it's a pain in the butt. I love it. It's been 16 weeks. Uh, this month has been 15 years since I started writing for Doghouse Boxing. And um, I interviewed a lot of good people, man, and a lot of butts, too, you know. I was cussed out by some really good people, and and uh, I had a great time doing it. I was a part of the Boxing Writers Association of America there for a while. Bernard Fernandez, you know what I'm talking about, brought me in as a full member. And I got kicked out for not paying my dues. It was like, paying my dues or buying beer, so guess what? I got drunk instead. And uh, <laughs> just... Uh, <laughs> Now I'm just kind of doing a little bit here just for BoxingInsider.com from time to time. Unfortunately, Doghouse Boxing went belly up a few years ago. Now, I have, I have been in talks with the owner about starting it back up, but we're maybe not at this time because I'm collecting beer cans for a penis enlargement, so I'm, like, drinking a lot. So, but, uh, I, and I didn't I want to thank y'all for to be a part of this program because just a few weeks ago, you guys had uh, the, the the legendary Hall of Famer Bernard Hopkins, and right. now and downhill because now I'm on the program, so apparently the show's not 
is lacking or something's not going good. <laughs> you know, on there, man. But uh, uh, I love, I love, I love this show. Bob, Bob started this years ago, and it's it's great to be a part of it. So thank y'all for you know for letting me be a part of it. I, I don't know why. Apparently, y'all just hard up for yes. <laughs> <laughs> You have an MMA guy there, right? What's his name? Yeah, Bob. Bob. Yes, sir. Bob, Bob and Lee. Bob and Lee. Bob on the show. Who is your favorite MMA guy, brother? Well, myself, of course. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Well, you know what? <laughs> I have, to, I have to go that route. Then, then I have to do my, you know, then I have to throw out my coach, Maurice Smith, and then my other training partners, the Shamrock, Ken and Frank Shamrock, Garcia Kataka, um, so many different guys, Pat Hawk, you know, stuff like that. But uh, um, I, I'd say my all-time, one of my favorite guys would be a toss-up uh, for Randy, the natural couture, and Chuck, uh, Chuck oh. Liddell. Um, I really oh. dug those guys. Uh, I, I really like Forrest Griffin. I think Forrest Griffin – uh, had to retire too early because you had too much scar tissue. Um, no. But, yeah, those are some of my, you know, going back, probably some of my faves. Uh, Randy Couture, one of the nicest guys you'd ever meet. Uh, stand-up dude, great dude. Uh, made the news, I don't know, about six, eight months ago. Walked himself to the hospital after a heart attack. You know what I mean? Just a oh. beast. Uh, oh. But, yeah, so that that would probably have to be my lineup. Well, I didn't want to tell me your life story, man. It's like one or two guys. I mean, damn. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, just, I'm just kidding. And, and before I go on, i got to give a shout-out to my boss there, Brian O'Brien, my, my Glenn. I believe he's listening. And uh, if he's not, I will cut him here in a minute. But anyway, he said he might listen in. Let me tell you a story. Man, I used to write I used to write actually for Bruce Buffer when he, he ran a website or was over a website. He didn't run it, but he just owned it. It was um, – what was it? it was Max fighting, and um, he brought me in. Long story short, it was when oh my gosh, Tito Ortiz fought that night. Was it? Uh, I can't think. It was a UFC. It was right when um, was it UFC 55? I can't remember when they came out with the fighting. You know the the fighting whatever it is the young guys or whatever fighting. Yeah, I've been drinking. Anyways, funny <laughs> story, man. I walk in, and it's a Mandalay Bay, and Josh Koscheck was standing there with a, uh, oh, shoot, Chuck Liddell. And I asked him, I said, hey, man, I'm trying to find where, you know, because I'm from Texas. I don't know where the hell I was going. So I actually got to walk Chuck Liddell and got Josh, you know, Josh Koscheck. I walked them through Mandalay Bay like I was somebody, you know, to the wow. fight. That's cool. Yeah. I'm sitting there, and Randy Couture is in there doing a radio interview. And when he gets through, that's when he was getting, preparing him to fight Liddell or whatever. And um, and uh, one did he? No, they weren't fighting. That's when they were both coaches on the the fighting championship, right? Well, I think that's what I'm. I, I think, okay. Oh, the Ultimate Fighter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ultimate Fighter. <laughs> they're both. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm used to. I'm actually I've been drinking. So I'm sitting there. And I'm, <laughs> I'm actually talking to Randy Couture's girlfriend at the time. And I said, hey, man, I say hi to him. He got through. All these magazines had him on, on the, some kind of magazines with him and Chuck Liddell on there. Sorry to hear my dog barking. He just said, hey, what's up? And I said, hey, can you sign this? Because, yeah. He started signing every one of them. 
go. Wow. <laughs> so come on, man. Everybody got Randy Couture autographs <laughs> here for Christmas, so. Anyways. So, and, and I could I could have beat him in a eating pizza. I could have beat him. I know I could have beat him. <laughs> <laughs> but off. Now, Benny, you get you have a show on um, uh, Wednesday night. Is it Wednesday or Tuesday or Wednesday night? Uh, my uh, my show was yeah Tuesday yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, why don't you give a plug to your show while we got you on? Oh, oh, that show? Oh, no, they fired me. Oh, yeah. I, 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 thanks, thanks for bringing it up. I appreciate it there, Butch. I mean, I mean, seriously. This was really going good. Hey, I'm going back to quarantine, you know. This is DS. Yeah. I'm so happy for you. Actually, um, I got it mixed up. The show was what I used to do with you guys was on Tuesdays. And then I did some on Rock Rage Radio. I can't believe I just loved them on Sundays. And I recently just really quit everything. I had just dropped, I had just dropped Facebook and everything because of social media. I am so fed up with how people hurt each other and talk smack about each other, and how you can't use it to be nice. You have to be hateful, and only your opinion matters. So I actually quit everything. So thanks for bringing it up, man. I was really doing good until you brought that. I'm um, good. I'm glad. You know, my mom just died about two and a half ago. You want to talk about that? I mean, <laughs> no. Damn. <laughs> she really did. But anyways, um, but, uh, man, this is going south quick, man. It's like my love doctor quarantine. They said you got to keep a Benny. You, you had a. Uh, you just had a recent conversation with uh, one of the guys that we have on uh, quite a few times. Uh, uh, Layman Brewster, um, can you uh, tell us anything about that? What he's doing now? Well, um, last year he was smoking weed, but uh, other than that, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey. He, um, he's back in Indianapolis. He's right, he, he has his own he has his own gym. And yesterday, um, he had something coming up. He didn't tell me. He, he wanted to tell me, but he's not yet. But he was actually, yesterday when I talked to him about this time, he had just bought a new remote control car. He was outside playing with it. And apparently his dog, which is like a Masterson, like attacked it. So that's not the best I could tell you what's going on with him. Um, but anyways, I don't know what else to say. Um, but no, no, back to quarantine, man. How, how did you guys handle that, man? Because... It was really hard for me in my sex life because they said you had to be six part of feet, you know, six feet apart. <laughs> and, and I'm trying to keep this as, as PG as possible, but as small as I am, six feet apart. I mean, two feet apart. I mean, hell, six inches apart is hard, but six feet apart. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's hard. so my wife and I now we're we're making love over the phone. Seriously, it, it's it's through text. I text her, say, you don't make love? She texts, no, go to bed. I'm a guest male. So, love <laughs> life, you know. But I was I was, I was going to stream it online, but I couldn't afford it, you know, because, you know, I'm drinking a lot. But anyway, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Uh, I, guess, I guess it probably might be uh, appropriate this time to ask you a boxing question. 
Does there anyone have a question for for Benny? Nobody. He's a cricket player. Why are you asking? I got you one. Uh, so we've got uh, Tiafino uh, Lopez uh, is moving up to 154, and he's training for his Lomachenko fight. Um, what What's your uh, thoughts on uh, Lopez versus Lomachenko? I am going to go Lomachenko mm-hmm. just because that's all I got to say, and um, because I don't know who you're talking about. I've been drinking, and I am thinking about <laughs> – MMA, and, and you told me a sidebar. You couldn't like give me like some kind of like that's what I did. I mean, really? <laughs> no, Lomachenko, man, he's a good dude. He's a good scrapper. Going to the right is always, um, you know. Listen, do you lose power? That's the problem. You know, if you have a guy already in that way, who probably had, you know, keep that power. So I don't know if that makes any sense. Anybody else got any questions? Yeah. See, what do you think? Cricket. Uh, what? Lomachenko what do you think or Lopez? Yeah. Um, uh, um, I think, I mean, it, it's a, right now, I think Lopez is the matchup that's going to be made. And in boxing, sometimes you just can't wait. You know, the opportunity, the opportunity comes, you have to take it. I don't think uh, Lopez is necessarily ready for Lomachenko. I think he's still a little young for that level. Um, but, I mean, Lopez is a hard-hitting guy. So, if, I mean, who knows if he has a shot? He definitely has a puncher's shot. But uh, Lomachenko's just, I mean, I just think he's just too skilled right now, especially for Lopez right now. Yeah, and I agree with you, man. Like, listen, one punch can change the history of everything. And, and let's go back, let's go back to um, – who was this man? Tommy Morrison versus uh, Michael Bent. Remember that? That no one gave Michael Bent any kind of whatever, and he knocked Morrison, you know, put him out. Remember the night that uh, Lennox Lewis fought? Oh my gosh, his, he, I can see his face. Remember he knocked? Oh my gosh! Remember he locked, knocked Lennox Lewis out? Uh, yeah. What's his name? Rock Not Rock. Remember oh, um, Oliver McCall. I'll, thank you very much. I remember Oliver McCall. That one punch. He had his eyes closed, yeah. by the way. That one punch. Like the other night, my wife and I went to make love. She said no. And I went to catch her <laughs> and pumped the left foot, right? So we didn't make love. What? She hit me. Uh, anybody else got a question? <laughs> Cricket. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got a story before I stop here. I got a story about Mike Tyson. One time I interviewed Mike Tyson. And and I'm going to tell you guys something. Mike Tyson, I've loved Mike Tyson, you know, since uh, Mike Tyson's punch out. <laughs> and um, he was one of my heroes, you know, except for the, you know, everybody in the incident. No, I would have been, I would have been Holyfield's here too. But anyway, um, I remember a guy coming years ago, he goes, you know, Mike Tyson should be your hero because he's a convicted rapist. I'm like, have you seen my family? I mean, that's, we're not racist, of course. Well, I'm not. But I'm just saying that, you know, we got drunks and killers, and my grandpa was actually a murderer. No joke. And a Baptist preacher. But listen, um, so, uh, true story. Any questions? No. 
but listen, I was going to interview Mike Tyson, and I was doing a roundtable. That's I was working for Boxing Talk at that time, so I had to do a roundtable. You know, everybody calls in and gets my question. Yeah. This is when Mike come out. <laughs> he was going to do his uh, he's going to be a promoter. If you remember that? So mm-hmm. I never got called upon to talk to Mike. So I called the owner, Boxing Talk Greg Leon. I said, man, they just kind of dish me, bro. He said, give me a minute. He's present, Mike. He called Mike. They called me three-way. Mike was just getting to the cab. And so you got to understand, at that time, I've interviewed, you know, about 10 years. And I, I wasn't in awe at that time. You know, I interviewed a lot of people. But I was, I was like, in awe of Mike Tyson. And I, excuse me, and I went to talk, and I stumbled over my word. And I'll never forget, this is my best Mike Tyson. He goes, oh, man, come on. Come on, Benny. Come on, N-word. He called me the, Mike Tyson called me the N-word. He was the GA, not ER, right? But he called me the N-word. He goes, no, come on, N-word. So we did, we did the interview, and when we got through the interview, we sat there and talked for like maybe a few minutes, three minutes. And I, t- I told Mike how I felt about him, how he meant to me, and he was like, yeah, whatever. And I said, hey, Mike, I cannot wait to tell everybody that you called me the N-word. And this is, honestly, man, I lie a lot, but I'm going to tell you the truth about this one. That's Mike Tyson's voice. <laughs> I said, Mike, tell everybody to call me the N-word. <laughs> he goes, no, 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 baby, come on, yeah, come on. The N-word can mean anything, okay? And many things. It, it can mean... Inward can mean you're my best friend. Inward can mean you're my partner. Inward can mean you're my queen. Or the inward can mean you won't start a mother ever. He never told me which one I was. <laughs> he just left you with it. <laughs> you figured it out. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that, is, that, is, that is an honest to God true story, man. He never told me which one I was. And it hurts me to this day. I lay in bed and I think about it. I'm not sorry, Mother Esther. I'm not just one of the homies. <laughs> I don't know who I am, man. So, and at 53 years old, I don't care. I don't care if he fights a pillow. He's not who he was 15 years ago, but I damn sure will buy it because it's Mike Tyson. I don't care. So. Yeah. Ray, we appreciate your time. Thank you, Sharon. We we thank her for letting you be on with us, and uh, uh, it's always a pleasure to speak to you each week. At, uh, oh, so yes, you, sir. You, you're kicking me off now? Yes, sir. <laughs> I got another got another uh, interview coming on. And she's a lot prettier, by the way. Hey, listen, guys, God bless you. It's good. And, hey, Bob, remember, sweep the leg. Sweep the leg. Good to hear from you, big dog. Say hello to Sharon and, and the kids. Take care. Thank you. Now, um, you know, <laughs> unfortunately, I talked to Benny on a weekly basis. Um, in fact, he was the last one that Bob talked to before he passed away. And uh, Benny is uh, is a good family friend. That, and uh, unfortunately, sometimes he uh, is in his cups, uh, as he was seems to be tonight. So. Oh, uh, we got uh, we the big dog they're... tonight instead of Benny. We got the big dog. So. Yeah. <laughs> we got right. big dog headers right. tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to uh, I'm going to go get uh, uh, Michelle on, but uh, 
Ty, what do you think if uh, Earl Spence says he's got three fights left at 147 before he moves up to 154? Um, you know, I think that makes sense. You? He's uh, no, go ahead. No, I'm sorry, please, go ahead. No, I was no, going to say it makes going. sense. Yeah, it makes sense. As we know, Errol is the guy who kind of blows up in weight uh, between fights. Um, although, for you know, since since his last fight with Sean Porter, um, we know he had the car accident. Um, and since coming out the hospital, he's not letting his weight get back up. He's, in fact, he's been uh, pretty proud of the fact that he's been keeping his weight down. Um, but with that said, he's a bigger guy. He's a bigger guy at 147. Um, not big like we're historically used to, like the Sugar Ray Leonard's and Thomas Hearns and those guys, but big for this era at 147. And uh, so it's it to be expected that he would move up you know, relatively uh, soon. And we, what we also have to remember is, even though it's pretty early in his name recognition and early in his reign, Earl Spence is like about to turn 30 if he's not 30 just yet. So he's, he's not exactly a young pup either. Yeah, and right I, now, I, 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 Z, that, that, go ahead, please. Oh, no, I, I agree. But um, with Earl, you got to be careful moving up. You have to be careful. Um, just because he's moving up. Earl is about 5'10". You're dealing with uh, junior middleweights. These guys, I mean, they they tend to be six foot, you know, at least. So, yeah. And he's yeah. not he's not going to be the biggest guy, like like a guy like J Rock. I mean, he's he's on the smaller side of middle or junior middle. So you figure he's bigger than Arrow. Be, yeah. He's bigger. He's bigger than Arrow. So when you're moving up and you're finding guys all of a sudden six two, you know, you're fighting a, a Charlo who, who's who's going to you know have you by by some size and some arm reach. Now that inside banging to the body style gets a little harder. It gets a little harder. You know that, what, Chuzo, and he, he acknowledged not getting there. And Zito, he acknowledged he had um, that the the size and strength of Kel Brooks gave him some issues. So that's a very good point. That, well, hey that, guys, we're, that's, joined, that's uh, we're joined by by a, a wonderful friend, uh, Michelle Rosado, who is uh, a promoter out of Philadelphia. Um, Michelle is. Uh, can we? Uh, why don't you plug your your company, Michelle? Uh, well, I don't really know what to say. I'm a promoter, raising babe out of Philadelphia and Phoenix, Arizona. Mm-hmm. And uh, unfortunately, with COVID nineteen, you've uh, you've run into some uh, major problems. Um, um, and I see that the state athletic association or commission has. Put fights on hold through the end of uh, 2020. Um, that must uh, really cause a, a, a backup problem for you. Um, how, how are you handling that? Well, the Pennsylvania State Commission hasn't done that. I'm not quite sure what you're referring to, um, but Philadelphia County is entering what they're calling the green stage on Monday. Um, so mm-hmm. things are starting to open back up slowly but surely. And mm-hmm. uh, we would be able to do a show, but with 250 people max, which that's still mm-hmm. not enough people to do a show, to turn a profit, or even to break even. Um, so mm-hmm. we just have to wait for those numbers to go up so that we could allow more people into the venue. And, you know, if it were, you know, half capacity, I would consider it. 
Um, but it's just going to take probably a couple or a few more months for, you know, them to open up a little more. Sure. Now, would that be at uh, the 2300 Arena, or where were you looking at for your venue? Correct, yeah. I, I run shows at the 2300 Arena in South Philadelphia. We put anywhere <laughs> between, I don't know, 1,300 to 1,500 people in there. Um, so, again, if they said to me that, you know, we could do half capacity, then I would strongly consider doing it. Mm-hmm. And of the uh, the Philadelphia fighters that are uh, out there now, is there anybody that you have under contract to, to fight soon? Well, all of our guys are under contract to fight on the Philly special card. However, I've made it clear to them and clear to their teams that if they get an opportunity in the meantime, you know, to fight on a top-ranked card on ESPN or on an Al Heyman card when he gets back and going, that I, I wouldn't stop them from doing it because they need to eat, they need to fight, they need money. Sure. And right now, you know, our shows in Philadelphia depend on having people in the crowd. So right now, Top Rank and Heyman and Eddie Hearn and those guys, they're able to bring boxing back because they have TV, TV package money and they have hedge fund money, and they have big investors, so they can move millions of dollars around, and they could afford to lose, you know, a million here, a million there, until things get back to normal. I don't have the luxury of doing that. So the fighters know that if something comes up, and if it's a good opportunity for them, if it's good money, if it's a good fight, and if they want to take it, I would not hold them back. I would definitely, you know, encourage them and root for them and and let them go fight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As far as uh, or you're in partnership now with, with uh, Russell Peltz, right? Uh, you, I've been partnered with Russell for about six, seven years. I don't have mm-hmm. any fighters signed to me under promotional agreements. That's something I'm not ready to do just yet. Um, I mm-hmm. do. I am partners with Russell on a couple different fighters, but it's more on an advisory agreement. It's not promotional, so I don't owe anybody mm-hmm. fights. Um, it's more about right. getting certain guys fights and managing them and doing different marketing things for them. Mm-hmm. Now, is uh, some of the local guys that, that we've talked to in the past, is, uh, like uh, um, Lamada, uh, uh, Corn Flake, Lamada, um, mm-hmm. Ray Robinson, um, mm-hmm. of course, uh, um, the great. Uh, um, oh God. I'm having a brain fart here, but uh, are are they um, fighting up there at all? Or are they or are they under your contract well, at all? Thomas, no, no, no. Thomas Lamana has started doing his own promotional shows, and he mm-hmm. was doing quite a bit in Atlantic City. I do know that mm-hmm. he would like to start promoting shows in Philadelphia. I know he's looking for a fight. I saw a press release from him the other day saying that he wanted to fight as Landy Lara. Um, right. Ray Robinson, he his last two fights have been pretty big fights, and both fights mm-hmm. kind of got in the end of the short end of the stick. I think they're looking for another big fight for him. Um, so fighting mm-hmm. at the local level at the 2300 Arena, that's just not where he's at anymore. Um, I think he's mm-hmm. gone to bigger and better. Yeah, I know that some of the uh, some of the casinos up there, like Park and and. Uh, um, the Sugar House, we're, we're thinking about having boxing. Is, is, would that interfere with you 
or would would you be uh, putting your no, fighters in there? Um, I mean, Joe Johan Promotions. They have a contract with Parks Casino, so if the mm-hmm. casino is ready to open back up, if they're ready to put, you know, twelve hundred people in a room, then you know that doesn't mess me up. They're going to make their mm-hmm. own fights, and you know, but sure. You know, if if the casino is going to be allowed to do that, then I'm going to be allowed to do it because, you know, Philadelphia, we have the same governor and we have the same mayor. So if they say it's a green light, you could have a crowd, then I'm going to be doing the show, too. Good, good. And you Mm -hmm. hope to get that up uh, in the next uh, month or so? You know, I don't know. The governor of Pennsylvania, he's pretty tough. And, mm-hmm. you know, there has been some lawmakers pushing him to open things back up, and they've been, you know, having all types of meetings, and he's not ready to do that yet. He does not feel like Philadelphia is ready or the state of Pennsylvania to fully open back up, but he is feeling a lot of pressure. I know they've been, like, stepping on his neck. Every day I've been reading about the lawmakers, you know, like, pressuring him, but he's right. going to do it when he feels the time is right. And if I had to take my best guess i'm gonna say september if Mm -hmm. i had to if i had to guess Mm -hmm. okay and guys anybody have have a question for michelle okay did you see you were or what was that what was the name of your organization raging day like raging bull okay i think i read an article about you not too long ago that's awesome yeah, thanks. Yeah, there was an article you know, in the uh, I still been getting I still been getting very I still been getting very good press um for the Philly special even though it's not happening. Um we have a really good solid competitive card on paper and it is still intact, you know, and right now what we're seeing on TV, you know, aren't the best matches. They are getting better, but it is hard right now to make good fights just with the financial stuff going on and not being able to have a crowd and having to be quarantined in a bubble. And, you know, I think the fights are going to get better, but I keep on screaming to everyone, like, you know, I still have this card. It's still intact. It's competitive. A network needs to pick it up. You know, if you guys are looking for good fights, pick up the Philly special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Mr. Best Mr. I appreciate what you're doing. Yeah. Because even as an ex fighter, um, you know, letting guys not necessarily out of their contract, but to put food on their table because right now everyone's scraping by. Yeah. Uh, you know. mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm just encouraging the guys to stay in the gym and stay ready by any means because you never know when the phone call is going to come up with an opportunity. And so I've been, you know, monitoring them and keeping in touch with them. Like, hey, did you go for a run today? You know, jump some rope, do some shadow boxing, at least stay in some type of shape. You know, don't blow up 25, 30 pounds over. You know, you got to be able to seize the moment and take those fights if that call comes in two, three weeks on two, three weeks' notice. So, um, for the most part, a lot of the guys are still working out. They're staying ready. They're staying in shape, ready to go. And like I said, if that call comes in and it's a good opportunity for the guy, and the guy says, "Michelle, I got a call from, you know, top rank, and they're offering me fifty thousand dollars to fight." one of their prospects, I'm going to say take it. Sure. Michelle, can you give us a general uh, consensus of how your fighters are feeling uh, at the moment just uh, during this pandemic? 
Uh, you know, they've been very understanding. As much as, I, as I've been trying to motivate them, they try to motivate me too. Like, Raging Bay, don't worry about it. We'll be back. We're going to put on a show. We got your back. You know, we wish, you know, they've been just as motive, like big motivators for me as I am for them. Um, of course, they're a little disgruntled, um, but, th- but they haven't been impatient. Like, I don't see them doing anything dramatic or, you know, they're staying patient. They're frustrated, disgruntled, you know, upset, but they're not impatient. They're staying in the gym. They're working out. And, you know, they're just like, let us know when we're ready. We're going to put on a show. We're going to pass the house. Great. Great. Anybody else have any other questions? Well, Michelle, I know you, you have a, have an, another engagement, and I really appreciate you giving us the time tonight. Um, we'd like to have you on as soon as you uh, set your uh, your cards for your show. And, yeah, um, for sure. And, and let everybody know out there, if you're in the Philadelphia area, um, you can take a look at uh, – there was a, a article uh, last week on uh, Boxing uh, News – 24 about mm-hmm. Michelle and uh, uh, Raging Bay Productions, and um, you'll uh, you'll understand uh, you know where it, what what it is and what it what it's like to be a uh, uh, a yeah. young person starting out in the in a business is very tough. So uh, yeah, it, it's and male it's dominated. tough for us small. Yeah, and it's tough for the, us small size, the smaller promoters. You know, in boxing, mm-hmm. you have the haves and you have the have-nots. And sometimes they forget about the middle people. So I like to call myself, you know, I'm the middle-class promoter. I represent for the middle class. And those are the type of fighters that, that we have and that fight for us. And it, it's hard for us small guys right now because we depend on the live gate. And without mm-hmm. being able to sell tickets yeah. and doing the hustle and yeah. bustle in the street, we're just out of business for now. So a lot of us are getting hurt. I mean, there's Bobby Hicks in Chicago and Christy Martin down in Florida and, I mean, I can yeah. go on and on. There's, there's smaller promoters that they just they're out of business right now. Michelle, yeah, let me ask Chris, you a quick question. Better. I don't want to hold you on, um, but but strategically, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, hopefully we we come out of this. We're back to to live gates that aren't so limited in capacity. Uh, strategically, yeah. how do you plan to not be in this position again? How do you plan to potentially build your brand or at least create a safety net with your brand? So. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't, you know, have this. So if this happens, you're a little bit more prepared. And I guess I'm asking well, you for for everyone. How do how do you well, you know I'm what do you be, do? I'll be 100 percent honest with you. Without a TV package or a hedge fund, right. we're all out of business. And right now, there's there's the Fab Four, which is Top Rank, Golden Boy, Eddie Hearn, mm-hmm. Matchroom Boxing, and Al Heyman PBC. They have TV right. deals, streaming deals. Al Heyman has a hedge fund that he pulls from. Eddie Hearn has crazy investors at the zone. Um, Golden Boys with the zone, so they're getting a bunch of dates that are being paid for. Right. Top Rank gets millions of dollars from ESPN when they do shows. So if you're a promoter and you don't have a TV package deal or if you don't have a hedge fund to pull from, you know that's what it's going to take. So moving forward, I have been talking to some networks about, hey, give me a couple show box dates next year. Or, hey, impact, ah. up, you know, you know, or impact, you know, give me four or six dates next year. So, you know, I, I've been really working that angle because if this were to happen again, at least I would have a TV deal. Mm-hmm. But it's One not more that question, easy. Michelle. How, if it were that easy, everybody would have a TV deal. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> how difficult How difficult is it to 
to try to uh, put yourself or, you know, even any promoter in a position to work with one of the big four. Um, Even, you know, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I I work very well with top rank when they come to Philadelphia or Atlantic City um, or even in Tucson, Arizona, you know, they subcontract me and I work their shows and I, you know, I help them with all that. So we have a great working relationship. I feel like I have a good relationship with Golden Boy. Um, last year when Matchroom Boxing came to Philly with Tevin Farmer and Gabe Rosado, they subcontracted me and Pelt Boxing. We worked closely with them. We ran the show. It went well. Okay. Um, I have Good. not yet worked a PBC card or with anybody at um, Heyman Boxing, but I'm not opposed to it. Um, so okay. I feel like I have good relationships, but at the end Good. of the day, you guys you. have to understand that they have their own fighters and they have their right. own obligations. So they're not just going to give me a TV date for my Philly guys, you know, cause they have 200 fighters of their own that, you yeah. know, they have to guarantee fights and, they, you know, so again, it's just not that simple. Yeah, no, I know it's not. Good. Michelle, again, kudos to you thank for you very forging much for your time. Kudos. Thank yep. you. I'm hanging in there. I'm still fighting the good fight. But I'll definitely let you guys know for sure when I get an inclination of any sort of when we'll be back. That'd be great. And please say hello to uh, okay. Russell. He's a good friend. All right. You got yeah. it. Thank you, fellas. All right. Thanks a lot, Michelle. Okay. Appreciate your time. Have a good night. You got it. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Okay. Um, I guess uh, uh, Big Baby uh, Miller uh, has gotten his license back. He's looking for a fight in July. Um, Z, who do you see would uh, would be a good matchup for him? Uh, any lower caliber fighter. <laughs> Big Baby, <laughs> to me, is a hype job. He, he, he's, he's, <laughs> he's purely a hype job. I mean, I, I respect him because he gets in and he, he's a boxer, so I do respect that. But the level that, you know, he's yapping about is not the level he's on. It's as simple as that. Okay. All right. And then uh, we get uh, – um, uh, Billy Joe Saunders uh, two weeks ago said he was going to retire. Now – this week has been nothing but uh, uh, the number of uh, fights that uh, they're trying to line him up for. Um, what do you think, Ty? Um, Billy Joe Saunders is – you just – I mean, he's so tongue-in-cheek. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's first and foremost. He's very tongue-in-cheek. He's, he's still a little immature. And, um, and you know what, Billy Joe Saunders – I don't think he's ever really loved boxing. He's just really good at it. Um, but I think mm-hmm. he's just, you know, he's just blowing smoke right now. Um, who mm-hmm. knows with Billy Joe? You really don't know his motivation. Regarding Big Baby, he's coming back. I, I don't know the opponent's name, but the guy he's fighting fought uh, a prospect named uh, Jermaine uh-huh. Franklin, who's been getting a lot of buzz on Showbox, and he debatably, uh, arguably beat Jermaine Franklin, and that's kind of where he what little bit of recognition he gets from, from arguably beating Jermaine Franklin. Um, so, he, mm-hmm. you know, so Big Baby's coming back against a guy who, you know, obviously, uh, you know, promoters expect him to beat. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, Chris, uh, 
Terrence Crawford uh, is confident that his next fight's going to be with Manny Pacquiao at 147. What's your thoughts? Where did you get the confidence? Uh, uh, <laughs> everybody wants to fight Pacquiao. You know, poor Pacquiao. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, Terrence Crawford, he, he's another mystery guy like Billy Joe Saunders. You know? Uh, I, he's a great fighter. Let's see him fight. Christ, all we do is talk about him. You know what I mean? Get in a ring yeah. once in a while. You know, he's got that yeah. great uh, uh, background, you know, out in uh, Nebraska there. He's got a great following. Uh, everything's been in his favor. Um, Pacquiao probably would give him a little bit of a problem. I don't know if he could beat him or not. I, I don't know what Pacquiao – I never know what Pacquiao has left. I never know right. who, what, who's going to show up that night. And, and mm-hmm. Crawford's a beautiful boxer. He adapts to styles. He, he adapts to styles. And uh, mm-hmm. Pacquiao's got one style. He, it's hard for him to change his style. He, he, um, you watch a couple of Pacquiao fights, you, you know you know how he's going to fight. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, it would be interesting. It would be interesting. And I think, I think Crawford's never had what you call a great payday. So this would be yeah. a big fight for him. And... Uh, yeah. I'd like to see it. I'd like to see him fight anybody. I haven't seen him for so long. Um, you know, I don't know what the hell these guys are doing. But uh, yeah. well, Terrence, Terrence Crawford said he he said he he is not taking a pay cut during COVID. He, he specifically said fans or not, he's not taking you know whether fans are in attendance or not. He <laughs> expects to get paid his uh, base salary. Is not taking a pay cut uh, to fight in in the middle of the COVID. <laughs> Want me to fight you? Because he play baseball. Everything. Yeah, yeah right, right. <laughs> <laughs> 50, well, 50 you know, a lot of those guys did just people. catch corona. You know, but some of those guys did just catch corona, so that may be his concern now. So. Got <laughs> time. We got one last question here about Alexander Yusik uh, uh, versus uh, Derek Chisura in uh, November of uh, or October of uh, twenty. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that fight. Um, you know, I love I, Usyk is one of my favorite guys, man. He's literally one of my favorite fighters and one of my favorite characters in the sport. Um, I, even when he was dominating at cruiserweight, I, I didn't think his style translated to heavyweights of today. I think his style translates to. Like I think he, like him and Chisora, the Chisora fight is going to tell me a lot. That's a good gauging point, a good measuring stick, a good litmus test to, you know, to tell me what kind of heavyweight he is. But at the same time, no matter what kind of heavyweight he is, he just he's not going to he's not going to be able to beat the giants of the division, the Tyson Fury, the the uh, you know Joshuas or the Wilders. Those guys are just too big and too dynamic for him. Um, however. Uh, I'm curious to see where he fits in the pecking order, you know, specifically of the six four and under heavyweights, um, which Chisora is. And Chisora, as we know, is is a high quality gatekeeper at this point in his career. So, you know, he separates the wheat from the chaff. So we'll find that out about Alexander. But I think it's going to be a pretty grueling fight 
win or lose for uh, for Usyk. Good. All right, guys. Well, we come up to the end of our hour here. In fact, we ran over a little bit, but uh, uh, I want to thank Bob. Uh, I know you're traveling back. Uh, please be safe on that uh, on the road there, and uh, uh, have a great time. Please uh, extend our our wishes to a, a happy congratulations to your wife on her graduation. And uh, to everybody on the air, I want to wish you a very happy Father's Day, and a and a very uh, the first happy Grandfather's Day to a certain person who uh, happens to be uh, on air. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much. It was a pleasure. Okay, Bob. We'll talk to you next week. All right, guys. All right. Take care, Bob. We'll see you. All right, Chris. Have fun, right, Bob. Thanks, like Chris. All right, uh, Z, you want to lead us out? Oh, sure, dude. Another wonderful show. I want to thank Michelle. I want to thank Benny. I want to thank Bob, Dr. Chris. I want to thank you, Butch and Ty. I want to thank all my Fighting Words family. These shows are definitely in memory of Bob and Coach Mel. If anyone wants to hear any Fighting Words, please do call. Um, Just want to say, very grateful to be on with you guys today. Very grateful for the opportunity to uh, reconnect my friend before uh, he was taken away. Um, and, and just very grateful for the moments that we share together as a family and as friends. Um, Bob is our co-pilot. Coach Bell is watching over us. Love you guys. Hope to see you next week. Great. I want to thank both all three of you guys for being on, Chris, Zito, Ty, and Bob. Uh, I couldn't do the show without, uh, without you. You guys do a fantastic job each and every week. Uh, I know that uh, Coach Bell is, is looking at us, and uh, he's sitting there with uh, his friend Bob. They're probably both having a cigar and a, and a beer, and they're just uh, chuckling at uh, at what Benny did tonight, So, <laughs> which is typical <laughs> of the life of Benny. <laughs> All right. See you guys next week. All right. All right. Thanks, Chris. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, these programs are brought to you each and every night of the week in grateful appreciation to the men and women of the United States Armed Forces and the women police and fire services. When you're out there and you see somebody in uniform, please uh, let them know you're there. The most important thing right now is that everybody, please be safe. Please take uh, take a mask if you go outside uh, and you go into any stores or anything like that. We would like to have you back next week. We appreciate everything you do for us, and we appreciate the listenership. Uh, these programs are dedicated to those who have lost their lives in the line of duty. Deputy Robert Anthony Carroll, Patrolman Jeffrey Colcat. Sergeant Tarzan Thomas Batinger, uh, Patrolman David, David Curtis, uh, Patrol Officer uh, Jeffrey Yazowitz, Detective Randy Bell, Detective Ricky Childers, San Diego Officer Mike Hendrick, Lieutenant Mike Zerba, Newcastle County Police, uh, Patrolman Anafo Crispin, Lakeland PD, Chief Al Hogo, Long Bouquet Police Department, Chief Jimmy Ford, Wilmington Fire Department. Highway Patrolman Alonzo Moses, Philadelphia Highway Patrol. Highway Patrolman Brian Lazaro, Philadelphia Highway Patrol. Highway Patrolman Brian Murphy, Plymouth Township, PA Highway Patrol. Lieutenant Bob Neary, Philadelphia Fire Department. Sergeant Mike Wilson, Charlotte County Sheriff's Department. Deputy Chief Mike Goblin, Philadelphia Fire Department. Deputy Jonathan Scott Pine, Orange County Sheriff's Department. Patrolman Robert Germain, Windermere, Florida Police Department. Trooper Chelsea Richards, Florida Highway Patrol. Lieutenant Joyce Craig Lewis, Philadelphia Fire Department. Patrolman Charlie Conn at Tarpon Springs Police Department, Hillsborough County Deputy Sheriff Charlie Kotloff, Sergeant James O'Connor, Philadelphia Police Department, 
Delaware State Trooper uh, Sergeant Rodney Bond, Captain Chris Leach, Wilmington Fire Department, Lieutenant Jerry Ficus, Wilmington Fire Department, Lieutenant Ardeth Hope, Wilmington Fire Department, Special Detective um, FDLE uh, Vinny Galaccio, Delaware State Trooper Corporal Stephen Ballard, the Kissimmee Patrol Officer Matt Baxter, Kissimmee Sergeant Sam Howard, Captain Matt Letourneau, Philadelphia Fire Department, Deputy Bill Gentry, Highland County Sheriff's Department, uh, Deputy Clay Zerba, Clay County Sheriff's Department, Deputy Natalie Corona, L.A. County Sheriff's Department, Deputy April Rodriguez, Pasco County Sheriff's Department, Officer Bob McKetchen, Biloxi, Kentucky Police Department, and Trooper Joe Bullock, Florida Highway Patrol. My brothers and sisters, although you may be 10-7 at this point in time, at some time will be 10-10 at the table of the Lord. Until the time of the rose raise up to meet you, may the winds be always at your back. May the rains fall softly on your fields, the sun shine lightly on your face. Until we meet again, may the good Lord keep you and your families always in the hallow of his hands. Good night, God bless, and have a great week.
1999. County dispatch to 1999. All units be advised, 1999's response to his last emergency. May God rest his soul. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.